Hello, I'm Lyanne and this is Bariatric Yarns, where we talk all things weight loss surgery with a diverse range of guests and the occasional guest co-host. Bariatric Yarns is here to support destigmatizing bariatric surgery, advocate for feeling good in our bodies and minds, and to provide a safe space for others to talk about the truths of weight loss surgery. We bring you thoughts, ideas, experiences, but we don't bring you medical advice or prescriptions, so please seek that elsewhere. Let's start our bariatric yarn for today. Um, good morning. Uh, welcome to another episode of Bariatric Yarns. Uh, today, we've got the lovely Natalia on. Good morning, Natalia. Morning. <laughs> this is our, I've got, yeah, we've we've had some technical difficulties uh, getting our recordings done, starting with the, the first time we went to record, you were on a MacBook and couldn't get it working. So we used Green Room, Spotify Green Room, which was quite new. Um then I didn't know because it was very new. It was the first week out that you had to download the recording within 24 hours of doing the recording. Oh. So when I when I finally went to download the recording, it was gone. So I've been going through the back channels with the IT going, please, because it's got to be somewhere. It's like fucking internet. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we'll get it to you. And it's been a good four to six weeks and they haven't got it to me. So I said, hey, do you mind recording again? It's easy <laughs> Oh, honestly. And then this morning, yeah, I sent you an invite with no freaking link and then you got on and then my headphones weren't working. So, and I just, the look in your face when you finally got on and you couldn't hear me, I could tell you totally thought it was your end. I was like, this country girl <laughs> is really struggling with modern technology. Like, I'm too young oh, to bring <laughs> so good but um yeah I'm I'm pretty gutted that our first rec- I hope that first recording does resurface because it was bloody hilarious um I spoke to you before you were on you were during your pre-op diet um and you've had surgery since then yeah, yeah. so let's let's try and take it back the good thing is I've got a terrible memory I just know it was funny um so I'll probably ask all the same questions again and um everything will be a surprise to me because I still, I don't, honestly, it's really bad. No, to be honest, there was so much going on at that time. I can't remember. I can remember having a good laugh, but I yeah. can't really remember our conversation either. I was going to say, if you didn't yeah. find it, can I listen to it before it goes up? Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, shoot. Okay, so um, tell us a little bit about yourself. What's your... Is, do you have a nickname you prefer? Yeah, oh, well, um, online I go under Tiles. Um, like yeah. I do get called Natalia or, or Tiles. Yeah. Tiles, yeah. So, oh, yeah, Tiles. Um, okay. Either is good. I So, yeah, when I was talking to you last, I was on pre-op, which, so. Actually, <laughs> was hell, you hated it, eh? Yes. Did you? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I now, like, want to gag at the thought of Optifast. Um oh. So I, yeah, so I was pre-op and I had my operation. I had a count up the other day, seven weeks ago. So next yep. Monday is my two-month post-op. And I did two weeks of um, pre-op, which, yeah, like first week I found pretty hard, which I think is probably when I talked to you. And um, I didn't realise how many social events or um, times that you eat with yeah. this. Mm. Um, yeah, in that week there was like three different 
things where I was, you know, bring a plate, shared food, everything like that. Um, so yeah, I struggled, but, um, I, like I did it, I think throughout my whole pre-op, I probably had like, I had two McDonald chips. (laughs) 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 Um, and I genuinely think that was probably it. Yeah. I, that's really good. Yeah. I was pretty very well done job. Yeah. Second week was definitely easy. I didn't have as many events that I had to sit and watch everyone eat really yummy food. Yeah. And, um, and I think because the finish line's closer, I know you did four weeks, which like four weeks away from your surgery, I would have found it really hard to have the motivation. Like, yeah. In two weeks, I was like, oh, it's like, you know, two weeks seems like a wee while when you're really counting. Someone, someone listened to one of the podcasts and, re- and emailed me, that, messaged me the other day and said, I just, well, just want you to know I did five weeks. <laughs> so it makes you feel better. And I was like, you actually don't know how much that makes me feel better. <laughs> I'm so sick of everyone having shorter pre-op periods than me. Honestly. Your is cold. <laughs> No, I was very lucky with my two weeks. Um, Yeah, and then, like, I was real like, I don't want to waste money on Optifast. Sorry, I've got my cat in here and I've got his hair in my mouth. Um, (laughs) I was real like, you know, I'm not going to overbuy on Opti products and stuff. (laughs) And then by the end of it, I was like, all I want is the chocolate one with, like, a of ice. And I only want chocolate bars. So oh, I, I, I fucking loved the berry ones, eh? Oh, really? I actually liked the berry crunch bars. Like, I would eat those normally, but they're so expensive that I fucking won't. Yeah, no, but I, like, I just get, I'm like, oh, I don't need a complete meal replacement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just because the taste reminds me of some of the old totally. strawberry snicker bars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I still go into the muesli bar aisle and I'm like, one day something's going to come back that's going to resemble a strawberry snacker bar. Yeah. Because the mint snacker bar is the uh, Hawley's low-carb crunch. Same taste. Ah. <laughs> it's, it's a good protein bar there, $3.79 on a good you know, on a good day, sometimes $3 at Countdown. I was like eating one of those a day for a while there, but I've stopped eating protein bars. Back when I thought I was boring, eh? (laughs) (laughs) Back when I was like, oh, like, I, you know, I could be spending $15 on a Big Mac combo, but I'm not. So I'll have a $3.79 Hawley's Low Carb Crunch Bar. (laughs) (laughs) Me for the first 12 months of surgery. (laughs) I deserve it. Yeah, I deserve it. I deserve it. I deserve everything. Anyway, you were just saying how you you loved the yeah. chocolate milkshakes yeah, with ice, the chocolate with ice, and then the the chocolate bars, and yeah, at the end I was pretty desperate because as well they were having the shortage with it. I don't know where it's at at the moment. I couldn't kill it because so I'm not very. You weren't a fan of the disgusting soup. I didn't, didn't even try it. Back I, I had pretty oh, bad reviews. I'm not going to waste my money. <laughs> I've never, I've never given anything away so fucking fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. hang on. Until I tried the uh, B and choose, but uh, I, I, I will. Uh, well, I tried them and absolutely fucking hated them. And then um, I, I, I went through a period of not having any multivitamins for a couple of months, and um, so I ordered like a three month supply and accidentally got the choose. And so I was just gonna like on tell them because I know enough people 
that you know it wouldn't be awkward to resell some supplements or vitamins to they're like no we know each other yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not like me you know what i mean have they been resealed i don't know i but i was like fucking desperate as because i was like real exhausted and i was like no you need to take these bloody things so i had to the first month, I was like, fine, I'll just open it. Like, I don't want to give half a container away. Sorry if my friend Sam's listening because she gave me half a container, but I trust her and I use them. <laughs> but, um, and so, actually, over the period of the month, because I had to force myself to have them, I like like them now. Oh. That's a thing. So, I stick with the, with the chews because I realized, like, I hated swallowing the capsules, but I hated the taste of the chews. But I've had them enough now. Though I'm thinking I haven't had one this morning, um, that I don't mind the chews now. Um, so anyway, that's just a really uh, good little success story I wanted to share about no. the being chews. You know, persevere. <laughs> well, because I... if you have them, you don't have to have calcium. It's got enough calcium in them. Oh, so oh, you, you know, I had to because if you take their capsules, you have to supplement calcium separately. Mm-hmm. because there isn't enough in there but if you have the chews you get the calcium so it's all about you know the pros and cons and uh, less things to swallow for me yeah no i'm the same i um like just because we're on this vitamin thing i so i was already taking medication i take medication for like my acne my skin um which looks brilliant because this light is completely white <laughs> behind the white there is a lot of pimples. Um, but it's just a small, like, yeah. <laughs> it's just a small capsule and then um, I take antidepressants which are like reasonable size until I got my vitamins and they're like bloody what? I don't know. Bullets? What what do you have? <laughs> what what brand do you have? Oh is it the Centrum, I think. Ah oh, yeah. Have have is that from your did your bariatric surgeon? No, nah, like they gave you like the list. And it was yeah, yeah, yeah. that um, one of them. I hadn't bought them and I was having Ah, oh, so you got it from a supermarket. So I got them. Um key piece of advice okay. from the I went to this weight loss surgery uh workshop thing yeah and they talked a lot about vitamins and how we really need to have bariatric specific ones yeah not saying not saying that your uh, medical advice is not right but there was a whole lot of reasons behind it can't remember any of them (laughs) but um (laughs) it made it scared me to the point that I was like okay well I'm just from now on I'm going to get bariatric specific ones but yeah because you're taking so many other things, you should have a look at the the choose. Yeah, I think um, it was, yeah. was, yeah, I don't know, like, so post-op, yeah. I've only had um, one go at spewing, and it was after having my medication in the morning. Ah, uh, yeah. Don't. Um, so it's my cat. He likes to knock <laughs> everything off, and he's just, like, on the windsill, like, yeah, it's going to flip it off. <laughs> It's not in Just my, my morning game. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it was actually, it was just oh, maybe not last week, but the week before, and I tried having my medication in the morning, and I can't have, like, room temperature water, and my bottle mm. had been out overnight, and I was like, it'll be fine. Like, you know, you just kind of sip, get the pills down, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I ended up, like, dry reaching. I, nothing came up. Yeah. But, um 
yeah, it wasn't good. That's but. the only time that I have uh, nearly spewed as well was oh, really? taking temp. Yeah, that's that's it. I've never spewed. The only time that it was was when I um, went to take my pills too quickly after eating because I just oh. I was just I was leaving the house and I was like, oh fuck, I haven't taken my my. Uh, vitamins so I just thing them and it was the most horrible like a bit of water came back up but I wouldn't even call it spewing but it was just the dry reaching oh convulsing eh? yeah horrible because I so I do that before I eat um convulse (laughs) (laughs) take it you take your vitamins um yeah (laughs) get this over and done with yeah um and then, uh, like, I'm on my way to work, I'll often have, like, protein shake. I figure if I get that out yeah. of the way in the morning, then the, that's a good dose of protein for me. And um, don't have to worry about it. And, like, this happened as I was leaving the house, got in the car, and I was able to drink my drink afterwards. Uh, it was almost like even, like, I don't know if there was air in there as well that didn't yeah. help. Like, if I gulped yeah. my water a bit much or I don't know. But yeah, it was funny. Once I got it, like, got the dry reaching out of my system <laughs> yeah i laughing again so yeah that's been my only time i've been close to spewing so mm. i'm very thankful. that's good i'm very thankful for that because I, I can remember speaking yeah. last time i had like absolute phobia of spewing and i was just accepting the fact that i was gonna be spewing and crying <laughs> yeah 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 oh that's good that's yeah. really good how did so how did so anyway well, I haven't even asked on here. Whereabouts? You, I know you're somewhere in South Island. Yeah, bottom of the South. Right down the bottom, eh? Yeah, so I'm from Southland. Got... Um, yeah. Yeah. And you went to <laughs> really you, you went to <laughs> <laughs> you went to Christchurch. <laughs> And I see, like, no one can see you, but you've got like ten layers on there. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you went to um, Christchurch for surgery. Is that right? Dunedin. 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 Dunedin, uh, Mark Smith, Dr. Mark Smith. How did it all go? Because, yeah, I haven't talked to you since then. So good. Yeah. So I. And you had sleeve? Sleeve, yes. Bypass sleeve. Sleeve surgery. So. um, My dog's knocking on the door. It seems like. Your cat's there. Yeah. My dog's just knocking on the door trying to get in. It's got the <laughs> lock down to perfection. <laughs> he's just, oh, just fucking I'm looking me right in the eye like, he's like, but I can see you. Yeah. <laughs> Give me attention. Yeah. Um, yeah, so surgery went great. I wasn't nervous leading up to it. Um, obviously, I'm pretty big at following like the community and being like mm. trying to get involved in the community online. I found that like the best, the best, um, like information platform yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It's just been amazing and, and i'm gonna i'm gonna make a note because i'm doing because like in the back of your head i'm gonna be like what, who's your favorite counts but keep going Ooh. um <laughs> but yeah i i really i get most of my information from there i would say even going into surgery like um mm. there definitely wasn't much i was asking my doctor like i felt pretty confident um with what i had researched and found out online so but from that, you often hear, you know, you often hear people like nervous or wanting to pull out. I had not one nerve. The nerves 
for me kicked in night before we went in and you seen the doctor, you seen the anaesthetist and you seen like a physio. The physio mm. was for um, like breathing strategies and things like that. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that night I I got a wee bit of the, the nerves. Just. Yeah. It was just kind of like, okay, this is happening. And then the next day, like, I like I had even said like to my parents and stuff. I, I live with my parents. I was like, nah, don't worry about coming up. And I was very, I was very lucky. I had a lot of friends offered <laughs> to take me and things. But I was like, mm. nah, like I want to do it. I'm happy. And yeah, yeah. And Dad was like, okay, well, I'll just work while I'm up here. So, like, so he drove me. Um, and yeah, we, we went to the hospital and he stayed for a wee bit. And then he was like, oh, actually, like I might go. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> go <laughs> like I'm fine yeah. I told him that I would um uh, you know they're like oh the doctor will ring you when she's out of surgery and um but don't don't come hurrying in because she'll still be out of it and I was like mm. I was like he won't be coming hurrying in like he's at work um, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like to dad I was like oh I'll text you when I feel up to it and I texted him and I wasn't up to it and in hindsight he shouldn't have let me come in I was I wasn't much company. Mm. <laughs> yeah. like, no nerves or anything going into it. The hospital at Mercy is just, it's really good, actually. It's really good. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I had the surgery. Um, 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 yeah, oh, so I didn't, uh, my surgery wasn't until, I didn't have surgery until three, but I think I was booked in for one. Mm. So, um, I think that actually kind of helped in my favor because then you kind of like slept overnight afterwards, like mm, the yep. aesthetic, like, yeah. So, and they were pumping me for it, like they had the drip on me and I was like, right, I need to get water in. So I was sipping on water. And yeah. Then the next thing I was peeing 24 seven and I felt so bad for the nurse. Like at one time I counted, there's only 20 minutes between me calling her and I was like, this is ridiculous. So, um, I was like, oh, like, is there a way that I can unconnect myself since I'm going to the toilet so much? So they actually mm. took me off the drip so I could have a couple of hours sleep. And, yeah, to be honest, um, everything was a breeze. Other than getting blood from me, everything's a breeze. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had to have a couple of goes. They had three goes at getting blood from me um, before I could get discharged and went and hung out at my grandparents'. Well done. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so was it just a one night or two night hospital one, stay? One night. One night. Yeah, oh, no, cool. one night. Um, I actually the most pain I was in after surgery. It's funny thinking back now. Um, you do remember things. <laughs> um, <laughs> my biggest pain was my back. I had a really mm. sore back, and um, yeah, like. Yeah, like just no abdominal pain. It was it was actually numb. And like I had said to Mark, so he came and seen me. He came and seen me when I was coming around. And then he must have come and seen me again at night before he left, mm. maybe. And um, I just said, oh, like, I've just got really sore pain in my back. And he said that he, they give you an epidural. Ah, oh, well, did they? Well, I think that's what he – well, that is what he said. Yeah, which would explain oh. why I couldn't like feel my stomach because my stomach. What I thought afterwards, I was like, actually, yeah, yeah. my stomach is numb. So, I don't think I've ever heard that before. Well, look, this may be false, false <laughs> information I'm giving you, but I'm pretty sure that's what he said. Like I said, I was still in the hospital, so yeah, could have been out of it. But yeah, 
and he said like it would have just tweaked something when we did that. Oh wow! So that makes a, well, it makes a lot of sense if you couldn't fe- if you couldn't feel no, your stomach and down. It sounds like an epidural. No, but then I can yeah. walk. Can people walk? I've never had children. Yeah, I think you can. I think you can still walk. I don't know. I haven't had one before either. <laughs> Interesting. A lot of googling will be happening after this. Take so. it with a grain of salt. Um, it's okay. Uh, in my like intro, I I make sure that people know there's no medical advice. <laughs> <on this. laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, just to double reinforce. This is not, none of this is factual, factually true. <laughs> this is all, you know, people were under the influence of drugs at the time of, you know, these, yeah. these occurrences. I'm, I'm listening to information. <laughs> yeah, so I had, yeah, I had a really sore back, and they had like um, heat pads, and so I was just putting them on oh, it nice. constantly. Um, yeah, but yeah, like that was gone by the time I left the hospital, which was the next day. And, um, yeah, and then after that, it was just more like a protective feeling of your stomach just because you've got those incisions. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I really – actual pain, I never – I didn't have it. Mm. <laughs> I was very yeah. lucky. So That's good. Yeah. And so yeah. since then, so you're at the seven-week mark, how's the seven weeks been? Yeah, no good. So I – I'm thinking back. So obviously – so I was like, right, yogurt. <laughs> I can have yogurt. <laughs> so I was having yogurt and, um, yeah, definitely at the start you'd kind of have like a, a couple of teaspoons and you're, I was so mm. cautious and that. But um, And I really did feel, you could feel it kind of going down and, mm. and moving around a bit. But, yeah, it was good. And my nan, she, bless her, she's so amazing. She made me like a veggie, like a chicken veggie soup. And then like blitzed it, so it was pretty. It was pretty much liquid, and um, I think yeah. um, I haven't had breakfast yet, and this is just, <laughs> oh, this is all sounding amazing. <laughs> no, but it, like it, it really hit the spot. I've actually I've still got a heap of it in the freezer because she made me another batch. Um, I kind of got over soup. I was just yeah. like, you know, I just want texture now because I spent mm, so long mm. with liquids. But so um, I talked to my dietitian a few days after surgery. So actually it just happened to be terrible timing. But um, so the dietitian that my uh, surgeon would usually use is on maternity leave. So when I went to the dietitian originally, I got transferred to one in Dunedin. And so obviously mm-hmm. I wasn't seeing her face-to-face we were doing I I had done like a couple of zooms with her and then I was like oh well I really need to well I was quite keen to move back down to my ones down here when I could and I just happened to get the phone call the day after surgery and like I was having a nap at the time so I had to text her afterwards and be like just confirming what we talked about because I can't remember (laughs) (laughs) what I had done is agreed to move back down to my clinic down here which I'm I'm pleased that I have done but it kind of made the transition over was it made it messy because I knew for that first week I really needed to be having liquids so was it two weeks liquid two weeks puree and so I had like my first week of liquids which was easy because I couldn't get much in anyways and I was so Mm. careful but then it kind of got to the point that I was able to have more than that and, or, you know, like I was really starting to feel mm. hungry, like need things. So yeah. I, um, 
yeah, so I, I contacted my um, nutritionist and then I kind of said to her how I hadn't been actually given any information. She's like, ah, oh, right, no wonder you're like so confused. And she sent me out like a heap of like documents that had ideas of food that I could have and things to look for and things not to look for. Um, like, and why? Um, Cause like, you know, people talk about, well, I had heard it a heap anyway. It's like yellow top milk, yellow top milk. And I was like, okay, like I have a cup of tea with the smallest amount of milk in it. Do I really need to be having yellow top? But, and, and mm. I didn't know why, just things like that. And so this information she gave me had said what I needed to be looking for and stuff. So, after that, it was pretty easy. Um, I definitely didn't always have liquid and puree during that stage, but um, I kind of came to the conclusion that if I like, I wouldn't, I didn't, I wouldn't feel like it if it was if your body could, yeah, ready for I like that. It. yeah, yeah, like yeah, you know, even still, I'm not going to go. Well, yeah, I'm not going to go eat a steak because I know mm, that that's mm. going to be too heavy on my stomach, and at the time. Yeah, there's definitely things that I was like. I'm totally just flashing back to like licking ham steaks, chewing them up and spitting it out. You are not. I have heard this so much. My uncle actually said to my cousin, like, tell Natalia that if she really wants like a steak or something, <laughs> just to like kill it and then spit it out. Like, that's going to be a good, like, great idea. <laughs> I was like to my cousin, I was like. Oh, oh it is. I'm not even like, a steak person. Like, it's not bothering me just yet, but I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> Ham steaks, man. It's full of flavor, full of flavor. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And then um, and at, at that stage, I definitely say I felt hungry as well, mm. which I probably, yeah, I didn't really, well, I don't know what I expected, but I think a lot of people would be like, you've had surgery, you're not going to feel hungry. Mm. 100% it's hungry. An, it's a real interesting one because, oh, like, I honestly thought I was hungry, like, two days after surgery. Um, and that was a feeling that I had. So I'd get this feeling in my stomach, like it was a bit sore, like, yes. yeah. And to me, yeah. I thought like, that's hunger. Mm. Um, I don't deny that I did, that I had that feeling, but since then and going to that workshop and stuff, the bariatric nurse was like real big on the fact that nah, we're not, we don't get hungry for months or properly oh. on ref, yeah. On reflection. I think uh, had a lot of emotional hunger. Yeah. Like, and yeah, someone asked message the other day and said they were a little bit uh, post-op and I, um, I think I'm feeling hungry, but I'm not meant to be. And I was like, honestly, I thought I was hungry two days after, so I can't really comment, but I do know now in hindsight, the times that I physically thought I was hungry. Now I know what real hunger is Yeah. <laughs> because I think I spent a lot of my time never hungry because I just ate all the time. Um, I know that wasn't actually f the feeling of hunger, but I did have a feeling. Yes. I just didn't know what it was. Yes. Um, and it was a physical feeling. Yeah. Um, and I just thought that that was hunger, but it wasn't. So, yeah, I don't know. I would like to have that conversation a bit more with people and actually hear, you know, what more experience have, have been like. When did you actually start getting properly hungry again? Or, you know, how did that go, the journey yeah. go? Well, yeah, because I have been quite wary from the start of likes of, yeah, like is it just a head, like a head hunger? Yeah. And that really mm. got enforced, reinforced for me. Well, I would say I really started thinking this more regularly uh, after my one-month post-op um, mm. appointment. So that's only three weeks ago now. But um, 
yeah I because I know what you mean you like get this feeling and I think a lot of the time because I 100% agree with you you'd get the feeling of hunger but maybe it wasn't hunger as such it's just like the less this less satisfied but because you gotta remember yeah. well, like you're literally having liquid and and I was just like yeah I'm having how is your body yeah mm. how are you not getting told that you're hungry yeah. you know yeah. like how is your body but oh, there's obviously got to be some science to this yeah <laughs> but I'm like yeah it's it's really interesting yeah because I yeah I, I honestly remember thinking I am fucking hungry I know I'm hungry yeah. and I remember the feeling in my stomach like it kind of hurt it was like a sore feeling yeah. but now I'm like maybe it was just your stomach healing <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> honestly like what yeah no it's I yeah I mm. felt I did feel like in that first month I did get that feeling of hunger like you said it may not have been fully hunger but a lot of and oh, yeah that this whole satisfied thing like by not having like solids in your stomach mm. um and I said that to my nutritionist when I went to see her at that one month and the first thing she said she's like is it hunger or is it in your head and I was like mm. okay I know that I need yeah. to be thinking that and and as I've yeah. gone on I think that I ask as well as like, often. like I can literally get myself out food and then be like yeah am I hungry oh no, no. hungry yeah like, yeah. It's just like feeling in the back of my throat that wants to Yes. Like. Yeah. The, and and also I reckon dehydration, you know. Yeah. They say like for normal people, it's a lot of the time you feel hungry or you eat a lot more when you're dehydrated because your body's like just because there's there's water in most food. Mm-hmm. It's trying to get you to have more water. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, so I think about that as well. Like there's probably times where we're just really dehydrated that our bodies are telling us we feel hungry that we, we probably don't because we're not getting enough water in. And it would have been yeah. quite extreme in the first, you know, first little while. Again, this is not medical advice or scientifically <laughs> backed. This is just my theories on on things. But, yeah, um, no, 100%. Yeah. No, so, yeah, so that has been something I've been thinking about more like this week is just, That's good. oh, these last few weeks is just, yeah, am I actually hungry? And with that, really trying to make um, an effort to have meals because, mm. um, yeah. Routine. Yeah. And like yep. after surgery, I was just kind of, I suppose, eating when I felt like it because I wasn't really yeah. eating much in any ways. There was no harm in that. I don't, well, I don't believe. Yeah. But no. as I started eating more and especially after that nutritionist appointment where I was then moving on to soft foods. Um, mm. Yeah. It's like, I feel like that's a lot more important now. Like I'm actually, I am having meals. I need to consciously have these meals yeah. and I need to. Yeah. And cause originally just before I went to my nutritionist, I was like, right, I'm going to have meals and I'm going to allow a snack and a snack. And you know, in between them, and when I said that to the nutritionist, she's like, try not to have those snacks. Like, you don't need them. Yeah. Try not to have them. And I was like, at the time, I was like, no, but I'm just loving my cheese. Yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's so interesting because, yeah, I think I've wrestled with the, all the concepts from the nutritionist. Like, I, I was told the same thing, no snacking forever on and the rest of your life you can't snack. And and it, and it didn't bode with me very well because I was, like, thinking about – 
the fact that I couldn't get enough in any way. I was really quite big on like, fuck, but I need to get X amount of protein for my body weight and blah, blah, blah. That's the kind of stuff that was going through my head. And um, so I kind of, and I don't advise this for anyone else. I think you should listen to your medical advice, whatever that is from your team. But like, I was really taking a lot of advice with a grain of salt, thinking maybe that I knew a little bit better, but I don't think that I did, but um, in hindsight. But I was kind of like rejecting that whole diet culture thing at the same time. So I was feeling like, but I was like, you know, you just have weight loss surgery. There's some rules you have to stick to because for, for your like health. But yeah, I was... And I spoke to someone at the time who uh, that I know who's a dietitian and works with um, patients, bariatric patients, and she said, "Look, again, go with your own team's advice. I can't. I don't know your whole history and your backstory, and you know they tell you guys stuff for for whatever reason." And she said, "But with her clients, she, because she's more into the intuitive and mindful eating side of things, she was like, I we have discussions." you know, snacks aren't bad as long as, you know, you're actually mindfully eating and you're hungry and you're blah, 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 blah. Now that it's been 18 months on and I like rejected the, and I, you know, COVID happened and all the things happened and I just got heavily into snacking and just grazing a lot. Um, and I can see how that's affected my weight loss results. Potentially, I don't know. Right. I don't actually know, you know, but I think it is. Um, I... And I've got gotten to the point now where I'm actually just trying to get back to only eating three times a day. I realize I don't, if I'm eating the right foods, I don't get hungry between meals. Yeah. And so in the beginning I was all like, oh, but I need more protein. So it was trying to get more protein in. So justifying the snacks that way. Um, I believe in like fueling around workouts and stuff though. So if, if I'm working out, yeah. I'm not like, I, I will have like a protein shake or whatever around that. That's all, or some protein heavy snack. But on a normal day when I'm not exercising, what I have found is I don't actually get hungry in between meals. If I eat, you know, if I'm not eating slider foods or stuff that doesn't have protein or any like decent food and it's going to keep me satisfied and full. Yeah. Um, that's probably, yeah, through my experience, what I have realized is, yeah, now that was some sound advice, but uh, mentally, I don't think I was ready or prepared yeah. to actually follow that. So, yeah, good good on you for like you're sounding like you're really attune, tuning into actually your body. And, you know, that's, that's a good place to be trying to focus in on, like actually – Getting the routine as well, that's so important, right. having, you know. Yeah. Like, cause, and it's like I'm finding it interesting that you say that because while that's something that I'm trying to work on, I'm not 100% on it all the time. There's always, you know, there's different things. There were, yeah. Um, but COVID again, like, yeah. you know. Like, Lockdown. The, the mental pressures of – I was – so I recorded an episode yesterday afternoon yeah. about lockdown and – um. Yeah, I, I would like to do a whole episode actually and get a few people on talking about how COVID has affected their weight loss surgery journey because I think there's just been so many more added inf like um, yeah. factors that have kind of disrupted people's and I and I yeah. do wonder like if COVID hadn't come along, what would my weight loss surgery journey have been like yeah. without 
the added stresses and pressures and being able to get into like proper routines yeah. earlier on and go to the, you know, the gym and all that kind of stuff yeah. instead of um, trying to work from home with my kids and my family and being so, and then after that, working from home a lot more and being so close to the kitchen and just like, yeah. there's a whole lot of things I'm like, hmm, what would this have looked like if COVID hadn't been a factor? Yeah, but I'm, I'm very lucky that um, like both lockdowns, I've been able to somewhat still work. <clears throat> mm. And obviously last lockdown, I hadn't had surgery, hadn't thought about it and definitely I was in a lockdown I actually quite enjoy lockdowns yeah. <laughs> and you know I've, I'm pretty I'm a pretty easygoing sort of a person it does not ruffle my feathers at all which is probably a lot because I have been able to work as well so I still get out mm. um but you know it, it is what it is we've got to do what we've got to do and I'm not going to waste my energy getting upset about you know if I didn't agree with something so lockdowns mm. itself hasn't bothered me mentally but um I was in a really bad mental space last lockdown and mm. my family I had my whole family came together much like this lockdown which was very hectic yeah um <laughs> but you know I had my sisters they were getting out and they both got into running they were mm. they tried like you know it took them time but yeah. over that month of being locked down they were running um mum was out walking every day um dad dad would do anything to distract him I think I can hear him on the lawnmower <laughs> currently so <laughs> and the lawns were mowed two days ago so um he struggles with lockdown um but you know like everyone was out doing things keeping really busy and I just I couldn't find the energy I was just napping mm. I was sleeping and that's actually a big reason as to why I got surgery was my lack of energy I was just in such a hole of not feeling good. <laughs> she's chucking pillows over her head. She's like, I'm going to get difficult. Yeah, I'm like settling in for this. <laughs> um, I'm going to take a picture. Yeah, that's a big that's a big reason as to why I I got the surgery was the the lack of energy. Yeah, I was just I was sleeping and sleeping, sleeping. I gained a lot of weight last. Um, last lockdown last lockdown yeah yeah, I g- yeah. gained a lot of stretch marks <laughs> <laughs> it feeds into the like mentally you know I mean as we're all becoming really aware of but that once you kind of get in stuck trapped in that cycle where you're not looking after yourself as well as you yeah. could or doing things that help your mental well-being yeah. if all the all the results just feed into you getting deeper and deeper into the hole yeah. it's just really hard to claw yourself out of that and usually it just takes you know it can be just one small thing that helps you but it's really difficult to just take that first step when you yeah. just feel like you know you've got no energy and you're tired and oh, honestly, usually in a negative frame of mind you know what's before, the point yeah before, mm, before yeah. surgery I couldn't get through a day without a nap <clears throat> yeah since surgery, Man. I haven't done that. Uh, wow. I haven't. So, I did it once. I did it once the other yeah. week. Um, but, yeah, like I couldn't get through the day without a nap. It would either be like if I was working, I would come home and like go straight to bed, which was putting me in a really bad place anyway. So I couldn't keep yeah. up. I, like, I just physically couldn't. And, um, but, yeah, and that is something mm. I don't want to say it's a cure for mental health because I know that it's not, and I know I've still got a yeah. long way to go. 
but my mental health has been amazing. It's been better. It's like I yeah. <laughs> can be, I suppose, like quite emotional. I, I, I've cried once. I'm trying to think of what it was about as well. There was like there was a reason, but like before surgery, mm. I'd just get you know I'd get all the time off. Yeah, mm. yeah. I don't like. I think like I'm just feeling so much better. Feeling a, like I've got something I'm working towards, or yeah, know, like, some purpose and a goal. Yeah, yeah in direction, yes. it makes a huge difference. And I know that, uh, like, I'm not some some okay. I'm trying not to be hard on myself, but I do think I am. Um, like my biggest yeah. struggle, and this is what I find really helpful about your um, your chats is, you know, I'm still having things that I shouldn't, so, mm. especially because I've had no issues. Um, yeah. I know the feeling. I didn't have any, um, you know, like, I think I had dumping once. Yeah. I was literally saying this to someone last night. I was, you know, you, you hear about yeah. people who just a little bit of sugar and they're like spewing or a little bit of bread and they're like spewing. And there's like a tiny part of me at times. It's like, gosh, I wish that was me. So it would stop me from eating those things. I know. But, and that's it. And I'm, I keep saying like, yeah. oh, I'm lucky. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm a bit, no, I keep yeah. myself as naughty. And I was like, no, Natalia, yeah. you need nah, to stop, stop it. this because Girl, it's not. You got to stop this you, while you're on lockdown. <laughs> just start listening to some good uh, mindful intuitive eating podcasts and stuff yeah, like but yeah. I think um so the podcast I did last night was with Jess I don't know if you follow yeah. her, she, her, her handles. yeah oh perfect <laughs> she's awesome and I reckon one of the reasons why she's just been so successful is she went into surgery with this mindset of wanting to come out with a, re a really good relationship with food. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think that has made such a massive difference on her, um, on her journey. Yeah. And, and because um, like the things that you're talking about is, is mm -hmm. that whole diet culture, diet brain, yeah. you know, tell it, you know, labeling foods bad and good, making us feel guilty for, because I, I went through exactly the same thing, mm -hmm. thing as you, and I'm still fighting it to this day. And but once we're aware of it, you can start catching those thoughts out and yeah. flipping them. And I, mm. I think a lot of it as well is because, um, obviously like people are asking me how I'm going or whatever. Mm. things like that so I work in a, a vet clinic I'm not a vet I work in a vet clinic and there's a lot of very active people there vets um mm. not to offend any vets but I believe they're wired very high because they yeah. take <laughs> yeah. extreme amount of energy and I love them and I would say they're oh, indirectly a big part of why I even did this is because mm. I hear them, they're out hiking, they're out skiing, they're, you know, they're doing all, doing all the things. Like, that's me. That's the type of person I want, I want to be, or I am, I'm just physically unable to, but yeah. And so I'm surrounded by a lot of fit people, people that are out doing things and, you know, they're asking me, Hey, getting on, Hey, getting on. And next thing I'll be like, Oh, I was a bit naughty. I had a biscuit here and I'm not really meant to yeah. biscuits. And it's like, no, no, yeah. And I beforehand, I never would have referred to it like that either. I would have just. Ah, oh, it's like, after it was just a biscuit, eh? Yeah, like, and then I was like, "Well, yeah. you didn't eat the whole packet of toffee pops, mate." Like, yeah, you know, like <laughs> half a break. But yeah, so that is something I really need to. And I think I think I'm getting better at it, but yeah, I need to I need to stop doing that, and I need to. Yeah, because I do. 
feel like part of me is kind of like, well, you know, you've had surgery. Like you shouldn't have. Yeah, like, like now you should be perfect. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, made this decision. <laughs> yeah, you spent all this money on, on a bloody surgery and, mm. and you you know, so that should make you never eat anything that uh, isn't highly nutritious ever again. It's just, you know, that one surgery on your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't they go into our brains and change some shit in there as well at the same time? Remove all trauma and bad experiences. Uh, <laughs> maybe that'll be the yes. extension in the, in the future. In the future. Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably just have to remove the trauma and then the eating problems will disappear. Yeah. Might, maybe that's the future of uh, weight loss surgery. Once again, no medical <laughs> advice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, um, no, nah, that's, uh, I reckon that's a real valid, like, we're so used to just putting ourselves down for not being good enough yeah. at stuff. And I think it all feeds into, like you'll you'll have some limiting beliefs that you just aren't even aware of having deep down that are feeding yeah. into the cycle of, because yeah I I hundred percent go through the, exactly the same kind of things of oh yeah even when you're trying it's not good enough because you did this why yeah. and that and it kind of discounts everything that you have done and it's really hard to celebrate any successes because in the back of your mind you're like well you still didn't do it hundred percent as good as you could have yeah. like yeah and I yeah kind of it, apply that whole frame of thinking to or my weight loss in general, like yeah. you probably you would have lost more if the X, Y, and Z if you hadn't done this or if you haven't done that, but it doesn't really, it's not very helpful. No, no, and I, like I, mm. I have, like, you know, you do, mm. like I have heard you kind of talk like that yeah. as well, be like, if I had done this, if I had done this, it'd be different, but mm. we've got to, and, you know, part of me is like, you know, I'm at a stage where, I'm, of course, I'm in all these weights, so, like, and yeah. I need to, you know, I'm saying to myself, don't take that for granted, but then, it's also like, well, like I need to remember all the good things that I'm doing as well. Yeah. And something you were saying before that I found quite interesting was uh, when you were talking about the three meals, you were saying mm. how you were real tight on your protein. Well, mm. I haven't tracked my protein for weeks, which is probably really bad medical advice. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, like at the start or around the time that I went to see my nutritionist and I found out how much I was meant to be having, I yeah. was tracking it just to see where I was sitting at and I found that I was on like the lower spectrum of where I needed to be at. And so I was like, that's good. Yeah. I'll just track it every few days, make sure I'm hitting it. Like, oh, you know, I'm still sitting in yeah. the area. Um, I have, like I said, I haven't. And mm. while I... I don't know. I, I don't want to say this is, this is good advice or anything, but because I'm not, you were focused, that's what you were focusing on and you knew the benefits yeah. of it. Whereas I'd say I probably haven't been educated as much in the benefits of it. And in the meantime, yeah. I'm like, no, I'm going to do the three meals a day. We've got different focus to yeah. different points though. Like, yeah. And yeah. And you can't do, you can't focus you on can't everything, everything all at once. You can't. Yeah. It's just too hard. Yeah. You got to, you know, you've got to get things embedded one at a time. And that's, yeah. you know, where we've failed in the past is trying to do it all at once and then not, exactly. nothing sticking. It's, it's not real. So yeah, I think, yeah. It, yeah. The protein thing for me though, as we've literally been talking and I was talking about, thinking about it, I was like, I don't think I've been getting my protein in even now. Yeah. And I still think it's really important to get this amount in. Yeah. Interestingly enough, 
I had stopped. So I've stopped. I haven't really tracked my protein for a very long time. But between my last Fit 3D scans, I lost a whole lot of lean mass. And I reckon, like I haven't been tracking my protein. And I reckon that's why I've lost the the lean mass because um, it's the one thing. Because I was like, no, still doing lots of exercise. Mm -hmm. I I was during a rugby season. But I wasn't um, wasn't being mindful of how much protein I was actually eating. Probably quite a bit of slider foods in there. Been eating probably more vegetables, but I know I yeah. need to get the protein in before before the vegetables. So that's one thing I'm going to take away after this is actually like two days ago I started having a um, protein coffee again in the morning, yeah. which I I had stopped doing because at once upon a time I was like having the protein bars as, as snacks and having the mm. protein coffee and, you know, all in, in pro, I've still struggled to get shakes in post-op. That's been something that I struggle with. I get like yeah. a sore stomach whenever I have a fucking protein shake. It doesn't matter what I put in it, what alternative milk I use, mm. my, my stomach is just like, no. <laughs> yeah. And at the start, that was really hard for me. Like, um, I came out of the hospital, offered me Opti, or actually they pretty much just gave it to me anyways. Um, I had a sip and just wanted to, nah. I'm, oh, I'm just God, the Opti, it's so sweet as well. It is. And then afterwards, it yeah, it's like highlighted. Um, this is, this is going to be, I shouldn't talk about this on here, but <laughs> <laughs> back in my younger days where when I used to uh, – participate in the smoking of things that aren't cigarettes um I always thought after when I ate it really heightened the taste of things yeah and um I think it's the same thing after surgery like yeah the the taste of things yeah especially the high sugar I so um this when I say about this naughty sort of a thing or this bad habits, for me it's chocolate. Mm. I can still eat chocolate. I really I yeah. want chocolate. Oh, and yes. that is my downfall. But things like, um, so just after surgery, I, I had a call for work and I was away for quite some time and like quite energy draining considering mm. where I was at. Um, yeah. We'd gone out to this farm, done a job, and then there was like a break and then another job. I'd finished my bottle of water. I cannot have just plain water. I'm sitting here drinking ice yeah. at the moment. <clears throat> I yeah. can't have, <clears throat> unless it's ice cold, but even still, like, I yeah. can't even get water cold enough for what I want. Mm. Like, I want it ice cold. So I had finished my bottle of water, and I was like, I, re- like, I really needed more water. Like, I've just been sipping constantly since surgery. Um, and so we shot down to um, – uh, four square in Tui, which is if anyone knows Southland, <laughs> it's a very small place. <laughs> um, so shot down to the dairy, and I went in there, and somehow after surgery, oh, because of the fact that I couldn't have normal water, I th- um, and I had already bought like the Powerade for post-op. Just yep. you know, if I got lightheaded and stuff, just I get get some Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd found out I think it's the my zone water. To be honest, it's not something I've actually continued, but I think it's the my zone water is pretty low in everything. It doesn't really have any sugar or anything in it. Mm. So I was like, right, well I can have Apple crisp. Yeah. It's my favorite oh, one. Yes. <laughs> Says some crisp apple. Um mm. yeah, so it's all good. 
there is another one. I think it might be, is it just like the H2O or whatever? And there's like a, you can get like mm. berry and stuff. Um, when you look at the back of that, it's actually got a reasonable amount of sugar in it. Don't quote me, but mm. I'm pretty sure that mm. was the case. And it was the only one that they sold at the shop. And so I bought it, but I probably drank uh, two sips out of it because Ugh, it was too sweet. so sweet. And I couldn't even dilute it to a point. Like afterwards, I was like, right, yeah. well, I'll dilute it. Like I've, I've just wasted my three buck. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah it got thrown out I just I couldn't have it and there's been multiple things that are but some things that are fine like I said chocolate (laughs) Um, Mm. but some things I just I just can't like I'm just like that's too sweet for me now oh Rabina that was another one oh I never liked Rabina gross (laughs) so um it's not something I had a lot before surgery but after surgery, not able to have normal water, I bought the um, sugar-free one. Yeah. And um, I was like, right, that mixes it up and I can still get my liquids in. And so I was making my own. And then, oh, 100%, it was a wave of old habits, been out to a call at work and I wanted to stop at the night and down the way back. 100%, it's just a bad habit, like, mm. you know. Um, and I walked in there and I was like, right, what am I going to get? <laughs> bought a mm. Ribena. I was like, you know, I'm really enjoying Ribena. I'll let myself have the non-sugar-free one. I didn't drink it. It was too sweet. Ah, uh, gross. So sweet. So, yeah, it's funny how yeah, you should... that is heightened. Like, Have you um, read or listened to the Atomic Habits book? Mm-hmm. You should. You should listen to that. It'll be real helpful at your early stages. I wish I'd come across it sooner. Is Atomic it... Habits by... James Clear. Okay. So he's all about uh, how the, he's got four laws to break a, a, ha- a bad habit and four laws to make a good one. They're the inverse of each other. Yeah. He talks about habits. He actually says habits aren't good or bad. Um, they either help you achieve, you know, they have either have positive effects or negative effects on what you're yeah. trying to achieve. Yeah. Um, but really helpful I'm going to um, read it again, to be honest, because it will help you across all aspects of life, but it will help you establish some really good habits post-op and start to break some of the ones that just don't serve you anymore. I need to do it because I still do some habitual stuff. Um, All right, we're coming up on our one-hour mark. I do – I like what you were saying. I really think the whole kindness and compassion towards ourselves is something that's worth – working on early on and um yeah kindness and compassion actually really learning to like trust your body and honor kind of what it needs i find that i don't really know how that works post-op because you know we have had this forced physical change on our body and i don't really know like how long it takes to be able to get to that point because there are some things we need to like do to survive (laughs) but it's a I reckon the the relationship with food thing is like is a good aim because then it helps you like you know catch those thoughts around this is good or bad or blah 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 it's just about you know because it's I think with that it's just like it's the listening to your it's the listening to your body and like I can tell you now when I was like deciding to get the surgery there was no way I was going to strip back enough to have listened yeah. to myself like I was in such a hole but even with pre-op I was like after a while and I, I can remember saying this to people was like I've stripped 
like my body just feels so detoxed. Like, you know, there's nothing in there. Yeah. I feel like I can genuinely, like you say, genuinely feel when you're hungry and and when you're not and, you know, things like that. And, mm, mm. Um, yeah, after surgery it gets a bit faded because you're just trying to get whatever in you can. But Pretty much, yeah, I, those I early days like especially. That. Yeah, and some days I, I eat more or I, like, snack, you, you know, I – I eat continuously. The other day I, I, I was like, oh, I'm a bottomless pit today. And I was like, oh, actually I'm not. Like yeah. <laughs> in hindsight, I'm eating chips. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, I was, you know, and I might go to bed feeling a bit more like heavy and things like that. Mm. I always wake up the next morning and I'm like, I'm still in a place where I can be like, right, you know, get back on track and yeah, and get, and get back into it again. And you do, you listen. I've I've been wanting to get back into the gym. I I I had actually, yeah. like I said this on Instagram. Got to sign back up to the gym. Yeah, well, I signed back up. <laughs> Have I been? Nope. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, like maybe I'm just. Wow, well, you've got an excuse at the moment. Not in COVID. Um, we did have a a chat in our first time we recorded but about um things that might change afterwards that we were interested in and we were talking about in social situations you're quite the quite the uh, social butterfly (laughs) and how people you know it's going to be interesting to see if people treat you any differently than before yeah was something we were talking about yeah 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 I I remember that and that's definitely something that we'll see what happens I so what I was saying was you know I often when I go out, I I attract people that feel like will feel comfortable to like I don't know get along. They they feel like they feel comfortable enough to come up to you and approach you and dance with you and yeah. things like that. And yeah, I'm intrigued to like you know if if I look different, if I look more um, I don't know if I'm not just a big person having a good time and I yeah. you know I become smaller and does that become more intimidating to people it'll be interesting to see what happens I've, yeah I'm so interested to see yeah, I've actually I've actually had some big um just on this note in general I've had some yeah. big events while being in this situation which like you know I'm a, I still can't drink so the weekend before mm. my surgery on that Saturday night, there's an event that I was holding for a club I'm involved in. It was something I had actually organised. Mm. Um, and it was, so it was a hypnotist night and then obviously like live band and everything. I, I had the best night, but yeah, I couldn't drink. I had the guy from the band say to me afterwards, he was like, oh, can you move the like alcohol truck? I was like, oh yeah, I can move that. He's like, oh, I love how the hypnotist said to you that I'll never drink drive again. And here you are. I was like, mate, I haven't drank anything <laughs> like, this is me um, and yeah I had another night just recently and I haven't like been like I'll oh, drive because I don't want to um mm. be the to, designated yeah, driver to, all the time or, or yeah. even just have to stay but mm. I can't be bothered yeah but um yeah both nights I've stayed out both nights so I'm pretty proud of myself being able to oh that's good it's good to get that um over and done with early on as well because i think there's some people that just avoid social situations afterwards because it's just too hard but yeah i i was the same even after i had kids like i had friends that wouldn't leave the house for like ages and i was just like out and about instantly because yeah 
you've got to get used to it as well. And I think learning to be sober in situations is something we all need to be able yeah. to do because and, and how you, it, like how you handle yourself and that. And, yeah, yeah. You I mean, kind of, I yeah, you get faced with a few one. hard truths. <laughs> Yes, yeah. live music. Those is, two is had live good. music, and I was like, I was in my happy place. I was yeah. very happy. But um, there was another event recently that we did, and it was like a, it was a bit of a games night with a few different clubs. I found that one a wee bit harder because a lot of it was around drinking, and yeah. they were all on a whole nother level. It's always nice when you wake good. up. The I, next day. I just help keep the place clean because I knew if I didn't do it, then we're going to yeah. do it later. <laughs> <That makes sense. laughs> um, what has, do you mind sharing? So, how is your actual weight loss? How has that gone from like your heaviest to where are you at now, seven weeks post op? So, heading into. Water. <laughs> I've woken up with a cold actually as well, which is not mm. which you should never say during COVID. Um, <laughs> but, um, My. Sorry. So um, leading up to surgery, I had stopped weighing myself for a few years, really, um, just because mm. last time I lost weight, which was a couple of years ago, I was like, I'm not going to get all into the scales. I got into the scales. I was weighing mm. myself all the fucking time, and it was really unhealthy. And it didn't do anything for me because I gained the weight back, yeah. weight back. It didn't stop me. It didn't – well, I suppose, yeah, like it didn't motivate me. It wasn't enough to mm. motivate me. So, um, yeah, so I have told myself I'll weigh myself once a month. So oh, pre-op, going into pre-op, I was 130 – where is this written down? 131 maybe. Going into surgery, I was 127. And one month post-op, I was 119. Oh, wow. Nice. So if that's all correct, it adds up to about 13 kgs. <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to yeah. do the quick math on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where I'm at in another month's time. We moved while I was going through my op and everything we actually couldn't even find the scales at home so that was quite beneficial I had to weigh myself on the animal scales at work <laughs> so it's it's very it's very dodgy weighing situations but I figure that <laughs> we're gonna see like I'm gonna see enough you know to to not get too yeah. hung up on to get too hung up on it you know that's maybe awesome. weigh yourself in the morning with no clothes on like yeah not bothered nah yeah it's it's hard the scales are definitely at times it really there's so many different things that influence whether or not it's a good tool for you to use at that time because there's times mm -hmm. where I can weigh myself and honestly don't give two flying fucks what they say and it really doesn't affect me and it's just a number and then there's other times where I'm probably a bit more stressed or a bit more this or that that I get a little bit hung up on what I'm seeing and what the changes are but I am a real I like data so yeah. I find I find it real – I actually like weighing myself daily. I'm not doing it at the moment because I I don't like – I'm not invested in it enough to remember to do it. <laughs> but I like weighing myself daily because I really like seeing how much our bodies kind of change, even over the span of a week um, or but especially a month. It's really interesting, even without weight loss, just to, to notice – you know, how much we do fluctuate. Yeah. There's just so much going on within our bodies and different times. And yeah. yeah, I just find it quite interesting. But yeah, again, even when I try to weigh myself every day, I forget to do it. 
which I feel like is a good, a good thing. I would say because, that's a good thing because yeah, yeah, because I think yeah, like at one point, like fuck, and I get on the scales a couple times a day, and I was like, you know, I don't even think mm. I don't know if it was like a satisfied thing, like I was pleased with how I'd gone or not. I don't know. But, yeah, um, I was just like that. Like I said, it wasn't enough motivation for me to stick to it, so mm. I I do need to stop there. I I do follow a girl online, can't remember her name, sorry, but she she weighs herself daily and she, and mm. she like she encourages it in a way of actually detaching yourself from how you feel when you see what the scales say. But mm. personally, that takes some extra work on top of doing it I think what, like, to get there. well and I think like why mm. like um I, I don't like if that, that's working, yeah. that is working for her so I'm, I'm not going to disagree with it but then again there's things like different parts of your cycle you're going to weigh different mm. things you're going to have yeah. more water like your water and your system's going to fluctuate like things like that and why yeah. why should I live my life constantly weighing myself because it the reality is a year from now, I don't want to be doing, I don't nah, want to be, don't want it to be your normal. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, and five yeah. years from now, I don't want to be like, Oh, I want to lose two kgs. Cause you know, yeah. and some people do live like that and, and are happy. But for me, that's not, that's not a direction I'm wanting to not get that, in. Like, nah, yeah, that's the, uh, it's, it's almost like, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's one thing I've really struggled with, with, following weight loss surgery yes. is feeling like pushed straight back into that same system of giving a shit about how much you weigh all the time. Like for me, actually losing weight was about feeling better, yeah. better health outcomes, all that kind of stuff, fitness, blah, blah, blah. So it never was to me about weighing a certain amount or being a particular size, even though like in the back of my mind, there's some figures and numbers that I'm like, yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. But that wasn't the ultimate goal. Um, which has, I think, allowed me to be like um, looking at the bigger picture. But I feel like, and I, <laughs> I'm like, I, again, this is a theory. There's a certain age range that I think has been so embedded in diet culture yes. for so long. You know, they grew up with, it's all about trying to look a particular way and being a certain size equals a happy life. Like, they've just been so like brainwashed to believe that that is that, um, you know, they do the weight loss surgery and it is all about making sure we do every single thing right as to how we've been told and living like that for the rest of our lives and making sure that we're weighing ourselves so that we don't. Oh, so if it starts to go up, we can rectify and it's all still about the number. Mm. It's just the focus has changed. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, I've, Honestly, it just breaks my heart when I see people being like, oh, my God, I weighed myself and I was um, 900 grams heavier than I was yesterday. What's going on? And it's just like, I think it's fucking horrible. Yeah. It's getting, yeah. seems to be getting less and less. Yes. But um, honestly, ultimate goal, feel good in your body and mind. What does that actually look like? Yeah. Because that's not a certain number on a scale or a, um, a certain size clothing. Yeah, there might be numbers that, for you at that point I think uh, and a lot of people just clinging to this dream of like before that when they were fucking teenagers mm. of weight before they had children before their bodies were fully growing yeah um, I know so many people trying to get back to that and I'm like why yeah what is you know it, it I'm just like what the, what the but, fuck? but I do believe that's like a real there was a time where 
that it was pushed so much. I, I could talk about this forever, yeah. but um, like in short, I think of like my mum, and she's always yeah. always done what she believes is best. But I do believe a lot of my eating habits are because of yeah. things that have happened or the way she's like, even still some of the way that she speaks of food. I, tr- I try and tell yeah. what I'm thinking, but. Um, it's just like, ingrained, eh? Yeah, like it, it's, and, and, that's, yeah. and that's what she believes and that what that's what she goes by. And yeah. And then even when I think back to, so I'm 25, if I think like so when I was, oh, I don't know, I'm thinking probably more like early, te- like I'm thinking maybe 12 and stuff. I'm just thinking of like, yeah. Times what, where you were, what was out there yeah. in the in the media then? Like um, uh, Weight Watchers. Weight exactly. Watchers has been would have been pretty prevalent. Like that. That's like, always the, yeah. The models that we've sugar free, fat free. Yes, mm. and then and yeah, and the people that we've seen and I. This is one thing I'm excited about for the future is I genuinely do believe that is getting better. Like there is yeah, uh, there yeah. is still unhealthy better stuff role models. Out there. And mm. I don't know if it's just because I am a bigger person, and, but I like I can genuinely say like I don't ever aspire to be to be tiny like at yeah all. yeah. And a lot of the people that I look to for like body image stuff aren't small people. They're just mm. re- well, you look at them, confident. they're all confident. Yeah, yeah, they're confident people, yeah. and um, yeah, and. I think, like, if I think, if yeah, I can make that that's what we're chasing. Our next, eh? our next generation surely is going to be even better with that. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I reckon they've got way more of a chance for that because that's what I think that is actually what people are chasing is that feeling good, feeling confident. And up until now, we've been told that to feel good and feel confident, you have a smaller body or like, like to feel that. better than when you look I was like thinking this, about you'll it, feel better. And then, yeah, to that stage, and we're like, actually, no. Feel, oh fuck I don't yeah. oh and then or yeah I, another thing that again breaks my heart alongside the you know oh my god I've, I'm like 200 grams heavier is people who have lost a significant amount of weight I see this all the time yeah. and this might be controversial and I'm sorry I'm sorry but I see it yeah. and I think it and I'm going to say it I see so many people who have like lost massive amounts of of weight but they're still trying to lose like another 10 kilos yeah. or something. I'm probably one of those yeah. people because I would like, you know, yeah. but not, I'm not talking about me actually. I'm talking about people who literally uh, look yeah. like size, size 12, size 14, whatever, or even smaller frames, size 10. I don't know, yeah. but I, they, they've lost the majority of their weight. Like, honestly, there's some people I follow on Instagram that are going on about how they need to lose more weight. And I'm just like, where from? <laughs> like, and and oh, they're finding it really difficult. That's the do you think that's the it's, misconception of how you see yourself? Because I yeah. can remember there's another thing I could talk about yeah. for blooming hours. I could be here all day yeah. with you if you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is last time I lost that weight, I can remember walking past shops and not recognizing my own reflection. And yeah. so I had been like, so that's just more fear, you reckon, or you know, like yeah. a little bit of yeah. they has not caught up the, with the. the full yeah. of body just more just yeah bigger, so. what it really means neither <laughs> no medical just, advice mine doesn't match eyes it's, i don't <laughs> know yeah. mine doesn't match yeah appearance yeah but Keep um going. yeah 100 and i was so focused on 
I don't know what it is. Still but... continuing to lose. Well, okay, so you yeah. know your fat roll that goes over your undies. Yeah. So that is what yeah. I was measuring my weight loss. The time. apron. Yeah. The apron. I was like, yes. Oh, so that's what you were trying to lose weight to reduce that. Yeah. Yeah. And so yep. I was like, no, I still need to lose. I still need to lose weight. I haven't lost much weight. Yeah. Uh, I can still. So you're in the. You know. Okay. That makes a lot more sense to me because I, yeah, I, 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 since I've never really lost weight until now. And yeah, I would, there was a time that I was like, I still want to lose 10 more, or 15 more kilos or whatever. Yeah. It is hard. Mm-hmm. I know it is subjective because I'm like, uh, but yeah, I just there's just some people that I'm like, fuck, you look great, yeah, yeah. and I know someone's gonna be like that to me. You look fine, and and well, I'm not actively trying to pursue weight loss now, but I I feel like it's just stuck in that. Yeah. Always been trying to lose weight, so I need to still always be trying to lose weight. And um, once I get once I've lost that last ten kilos, then I can be happy, and then I can like move on with my life. Yeah. But that last 10 kilos is fucking, it's hard. It's not coming off. And I'm kind of like, well, maybe it's not meant to. Maybe yeah. this is your and, and weight point. That's like me with that bit of weight. Like, yeah. I, I cannot remember not having a belly that has gone over my yeah. line. So the likelihood yeah. of me ever doing yeah. well is going to be well, without It's going to end yeah. up being loose skin, <laughs> yeah. um, if anything. But you know, and and so for me to measure it like that is crazy, and that's why, like, uh, yeah, I do yeah. think, like, I, I don't know, even so, one month post surgery, I put on my Instagram that the picture, and it was from like a video I had taken. It was the weekend before I had surgery, and it was a video of me mm. just in the bathroom in my sports tights and sports bra, and I, I was like, right, I'll take a video, and I walked around yeah. in a circle, and I was like, yeah, this is yeah. like. I think I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I decided to do it again, and um. I was shocked and yet I I had people say to me, your face, your face, your face. Everyone says, yeah, lost it from your face. Yeah. And I could see. Well, you could see was the stomach. Well, yeah. 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 The yeah. first thing I looked at was, yeah. I was like, oh. And then like, I sent it, I actually sent it to. Here comes your dad on the lawnmower. <laughs> he just like parks up by the window, <laughs> waves and drives back again. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Mm, yeah. Um, home videos with Natalia. <laughs> He's coming back. I'm so sorry. It's okay. He's taken the back off, a, off the lawnmower. Uh, I was flying everywhere. Oh, God. And he's back. We might have to finish this off. No, that's okay. I think this is no. This has been awesome. I usually try and keep it at one hour, but I think you're right. We probably could just go on and on. Yeah. Um, I am actually. I'm going to float an idea that I have with you this morning. So I have my one hour weekly podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about um, having the one hour. So these are ones that I pre-record, mm-hmm. edit, and just set on release on Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start up a 20 to 30 minute Q&A each week. So people can, so I might just like find things that people are most commonly asking about Mm -hmm. and each week have a, and then I can have three people at a time plus myself on this. So I think I'll have like three people each week join me and we just have discussions about whatever the Q&A is. So like a panel, a weekly Q&A weight loss surgery panel and I can like switch people in and out as to who's available yeah. what do you reckon do you reckon that would yeah. be would that be something you'd listen to 100%, okay. 100%. cool because I what I'll do is I'll just have a pool of people from my um I might have some regulars and then 
switch in and out with people that I've recorded with and maybe some special some guest guest appearances for people who aren't sure if they want to be on the podcast yeah I like it yeah definitely okay, you. I'm testing that on you and you've said yes so yeah, it is proved. I'm, lo- I'm loving listening to the the podcast I find for myself is leading up to it like on the um, bariatric grind I really liked listening to them because I found them really good um giving me the obviously the insight into you know down the track and then this I find like every time I listen I'm like oh, I'm just normal <laughs> like other, yeah. other people are doing the same like yeah know, like um oh that's so good yeah so the more the better I love it yeah okay awesome well thank you so much for coming on um it's been we i think we've covered everything i think this was a very different chat to our first one actually so i do hope one day i find that because it'll be a good retrospective um but i am hoping one day to actually get around and visit all of my guests so hopefully my husband does want to come down to he wants to go to Invercargill at some point. We've never been there. Um, brilliant. For someone who wants yeah. to come to Invercargill, <laughs> that is awesome. So we'll have to come and visit and go do like a walk or something. I'm keen as. Yes. Let's do it. Um, okay. All right. So uh, you know, say say goodbye to the, the thousands of listeners. That's <laughs> so to all my hey. people. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, where can they find you on Instagram? Is your uh, account public or private? Um. It's currently private. I will I will mm-hmm. open it up at some point. It's under it's tiles with an underscore. I'm sure you'll tag me. It's tiles. Okay. Um, cool. I will tag you on, on the page. Yeah. Perfect. But yeah, I do I do hope and I do want to be posting more. Um I am a wee bit lazy. <laughs> I love it. Really like hearing the, the lawnmower in the back. It's hilarious. Yeah. But it's not too late. He's it's like he's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Well, um, all right, we'll sign off here. Thank you for listening, guys. Um, I am probably going to post this one pretty pretty quickly since we're talking about lockdown. Yay, well. see you Thanks, Natalia. Thank you for listening to this week's Bariatric Yarn. If you have a weight loss surgery story or conversation you think needs to be heard, get in touch with us on Instagram at Bariatric Yarns. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you for being part of the change.